You're listening to RTI Audio, powered by Rocky Top Insider. This is Pancakes and Bacon with VFL, Tyler Kerbison, and Reed Bacon. Let's go. Bacon Blitz, we're back. Uh, I enjoy doing these. Um, I, I like I like getting in the nitty-gritty on some numbers. Uh, you, we watch a lot of college football. We see a lot of things. Then I get to dive back and be like, oh, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so another edition of Bacon Blitz. Um, before I dive into everything, rate, review, subscribe, unsubscribe, leave comments. Please follow us. It's um, – it's, it's getting that time of year where we're going to be going to practice. We're going to be breaking down the games. Um, we would love for you all to, to jump on and, and ride along with us. Like I said, we love the comments. Please put those in there. Uh, today, for this Bacon Blitz, um, I'm talking about something that I truly believe in my heart, and that is I wouldn't take another coach in America besides the GOAT, my GOAT, Nick Saban, over Josh Heifel. I would not take another coach in America to coach the University of Tennessee, my favorite team, besides Nick Saban, over Coach Heupel. And I truly mean that. And I've been thinking about this for a while. I've actually run this kind of argument by some people and, and got some feedback. They're like, yeah, that's a great point, Reed. And so I want to dive into the numbers a little bit more. I want to bring it to you all so you all can listen. And I want I want feedback on this. Um we, we all know who, who the top dogs are in, in college football, and this is in no particular order, but you got Kirby Smart, you got Nick Saban, you got Lincoln Riley, you got Ryan Day, Dabo Sweeney, uh, Jim Harbaugh, James Franklin, Brian Kelly, um, and there's tears, you know, there's tears, and there's some other people that I'll be bringing up as well. Um, I saw a 247 sports article about this, and it was they used – this was not voted on or anything, but they used a coaching rating index, which is a pretty cool analytic. Um, it was great. So what these, this, this formula that was made uh, by this company, uh, it grades coaches and they grade coaches on a bunch of different things. Uh, but some of the main ones were win loss record. Um, and that is weighted by the difficulty and importance in the game. Um, it also says that they weight coaches differently because of talent. Um, so it's Saban and, and Kirby, are, are going to be weighted differently than some other ones because they have more talent than a, um, you know, a Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma or USC or a, a, a Josh Heupel at UCF before he's at Tennessee. Um, and then they also do, they do anything ranging from expected uh, wins to close margins to games that you have equal talent on. So it's a really, it's a really cool metrics. Their top 10 was Nick Saban. Kirby Smart, Lincoln Riley, Ryan Day, Dabo Sweeney, Jim Harbaugh, Chris uh, Kleiman, I hope I said that that last name correctly, uh, Hugh Freeze, Coach Heupel, and then Jeff Brom. So that's that's that based on this, that's who they have. Now, they didn't have James Franklin, they didn't have Brian Kelly, and they didn't have Matt Rule on that, um, which are coaches that I, I respect tremendously. Let's talk quick about each of these, and and I'm going to go through why I would take Coach Heupel over them. And this is not um, this is not me hot taking. There's this is something I'm truly passionate about, and I truly believe this. And so I'm not doing this for clicks or likes. It's 
it truly is something that I that I believe in, and I and I want to hear the opinion back. Um, so I said Nick Saban. I would take Nick Saban. Next um, is Kirby Smart on their list. The reason why I would not take Kirby Smart over Coach Heupel is because I feel like Kirby is in the best spot for him. When I ask people this question, I say, who would you take for your favorite team? That, that's how I present it. I'm, I, my favorite team is Tennessee. I might talk to a college – matter of fact, I did ask one of my buddies who's a college football fan, and he, he grew up a Michigan fan. And I actually asked him, who would you rather have, Coach Harbaugh or Josh Heupel? And he actually said he would rather have Josh Heupel. So I've really branched this out to the people that I ask, and I just frame it as the coach of your favorite team. Back to the argument. I would not take Kirby Smart at the University of Tennessee – the guy's a two-time defending national champion right now. The reason I would not take him is, like I said, I think he's at a perfect fit. He's at his alma mater. He is in a great recruiting hotbed. He has shown that he can recruit there. Georgia was here with Mark Rick. He took him here. That's a very, very tough thing to do sometimes. A lot of people give a lot of credit for the rebuild. Sometimes it's really hard to take a, a team that is, you know, here and they can't get over that hump and then you get them over the hump and he hasn't just got them over the hump he's kicked the door in so um i'm not ever going to knock what he's had done and i would never argue that hypel is more accomplished that, that that's crazy kirby smart has two national champions two national championship titles i'm just saying that right now at the university of tennessee i'd rather have coach hypel so back back to the argument i digress i think kirby's in the perfect position because he can recruit well and he does a great job of getting those high-caliber recruits to buy in. Have you all listened to what the Georgia Bulldogs have said after they've won the two last national championships? No one believed in us. No one counted us out. All that stuff. Everyone counted. No one counted them out, except that's the mind game that Kirby does a good job of doing. He's good enough off offensively and defensively, with uh, whether it's his coordinators, whether it's him. And so he has that thing rolling. Um, it's not a secret. Atlanta and the state of Georgia has better recruiting than, than the state of Tennessee. And so that's why I feel like if you flip them and you put Coach Heupel down in, in Athens and you bring Kirby Smart here, I think Kirby Smart would still be fine at the University of Tennessee. He's not winning. I don't think he's winning national championships here. That's my opinion. I think if you put Coach Heupel down in Athens in the state of Georgia, they're winning national championships. Now, how quickly is it back-to-back? -back? I don't know all that, but I'm saying I think he's going to be able to win national championships there. That's my main thing with why I would still keep Coach Heupel is because I think Kirby's in the perfect spot for him. We don't know any – we don't have any other – and I'm not holding this against him, but we don't have any other history to show Kirby Smart hasn't been to a UCF and built it. He hasn't been to an Arkansas State like someone else. He hasn't been to a Cincinnati like a Brian Kelly or whatever the case may be. He was at Alabama. He learned from the GOAT. He got to jump over to his, his alma mater – and kudos to him. But I'm still not taking him at the University of Tennessee over Coach Heupel. Um, Lincoln Riley. This is a quick one for me, folks. Lincoln Riley was born on third base when it comes into the coaching. I, I watched – or, excuse me, I went back and looked at his, at his um, trajectory as a coach. And I'm not saying that he's not a great offensive mind. I'm not saying he hasn't been great with quarterbacks. I feel like he has really benefited – for some really good talent coming to Oklahoma, playing in the Big 12. Now he's playing in the Pac-12, and he's got arguably the best quarterback. So he's going to put up numbers. But Lincoln Riley took over at Oklahoma. 
it's not hard to take over in Oklahoma, in my opinion, especially when the cupboard was pretty damn full. Now, Brett Venables has a little bit more of a difficult task. Um, so don't throw that back at me than, than what Lincoln Riley took over and then the quarterback transfers that he would bring in. But then if you want to look at Lincoln Riley, who's 1-3 and three in bowl games, 0-3 oh uh, in college football playoffs, maybe one of the reasons he left Oklahoma, just like Brian Kelly left Notre Dame, is he wanted to go to USC because maybe he thought that he couldn't win the big one at Oklahoma. I don't know why else he would have left. You know, he gets blasted against um, – in an Orange Bowl, um, or excuse me, in a Peach Bowl against LSU, twenty-eight to sixty-three, he loses in uh, in an Orange Bowl to Alabama, thirty-four forty-five. He does take Georgia to two overtimes in a Rose Bowl, still lost. Um, and those are all the college football playoffs. And he's one and three, whether it's a Cotton Bowl against uh, Florida, and then in, and then he loses to Tulane. So I think his one win was the Cotton Bowl against Florida in twenty twenty. It's like. What is there for me to be truly impressed about besides, yeah, he can run a good offense. A lot of coaches can do that. A lot of coaches can run a really good offense at Oklahoma playing Pac-12 defenses when you have better talent, just like when he goes to USC. In no way, in no way do I think Lincoln Riley could do what Coach Heupel did in two years at the University of Tennessee. Coach Heupel had Tennessee ranked number one when the first college football playoffs came out, and they would have been in the playoffs if they had not choked against South Carolina. In no way do I think Lincoln Riley could have done that. Could he have had the success at UCF that Heupel had? Yeah, yeah, probably. But I don't see him doing it at Tennessee, and I don't see him doing it as quick as he did. That's why I wouldn't take Lincoln Riley. Ryan Day, this is the easiest argument of them all. If, if Lincoln Riley was born on third base when it comes to coaching, Ryan Day was born halfway between third and fourth. Or... <laughs> Third and fourth. He was ha- he was born between third and home. I mean, he took a go go look. I, I tell you, go to Wikipedia and look at the job that he's done and in the places he's been he's bounced around from. And then he takes over at Ohio State. I truly believe Kyle and I can go and coach at Ohio State and still be pretty damn good because of the talent that they bring in and the competition that they that they play. Um Urban had that thing cooking. You know, they, they've been – hell, they've been cooking our entire lives for me since Jim Trestle and Urban and all that stuff. You know, a loss to Clemson in the college football playoff 23-29, to 29, uh, a loss in the Natty to Bama 24-52. to 52. Aren't, aren't you supposed to have as much talent as Alabama? You know, uh, then you lose to Georgia last year. Great game. Didn't win it. Um, and then you, you, have a, you have a win in a college football playoff against Clemson. So it's like – it's fine, but it's still a losing record in, in the games that matter the most. You know, we're we're looking at a big picture here. I'm not talking about your games against Michigan, which are 0-2 in the past couple of years. So, Ryan Day, I have no idea. What, what has he ever done to prove to me that he, A, deserved the Ohio State job, and where does he deserve to be ranked higher than half of these coaches? Um, let's go to Dabo Sweeney. Um, Dabo's a really good coach. I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny it. what he did just like kind of Kirby did at Georgia. Dabo takes Clemson from here to here. Um, I do think that he's benefited off of a very weak ACC, but he's a two-time national champion. He has the players that when he goes up against the big dogs of you know Ohio state, and I say the big dogs based off talent. So when he goes against Ohio state, when he goes against Bama, when he goes against Georgia, when he goes against LSU, whatever, he can compete against those and he's won two national championships. So, 
Dabo is absolutely, absolutely a better coach historically. But right now, right now, this very minute, who do I want? I want Coach Heupel. Do I think Dabo would have turned Tennessee around that quickly? Hell no. Absolutely not. And I'm not saying he should have taken the job. That's not don't, – don't think that either. But he's not turning Tennessee around to 11-win season. And Josh Heupel just whipped him in the Orange Bowl. So it's one game. I get it. But it's pretty nice for my argument and saying, hey, y'all can keep Dabo because I got my guy. Um, so, like I said, Dabo, no thanks. Not saying you're not a really good coach. Small bit of a fraud maybe because of the ACC talent and it's been down. I mean, FSU was good in 2013. They had me good sense. Miami's been trying to be back for 20 years now. Uh, so save me with that ACC stuff. You win one game a year, two games a year, and then you're in the college football playoff. Uh, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is a guy that I respect tremendously. I think Jim Harbaugh is a darn good coach. If you look at what he did at San Diego, what he did at, at, at Stanford, very impressive. Then he goes to the NFL, takes a team to the – to the Super Bowl, all that is extremely impressive. I think I think Coach Harbaugh is a very, very good coach. Would I take him at Tennessee over Josh Heupel right now? No. There's sometimes that I don't even think Coach Harbaugh even wants to be in college. I think he, I think a lot of people think that he still wants to be in the NFL. And he's at his alma mater. So if he's just putting in the effort to be his alma mater, he definitely is not going to come to another school that, you know, my favorite school and maybe be as in – as engrossed, as involved, as in I'm looking for a word uh, where he cares as much. Um, and then we're talking about what he's been doing at Michigan. I mean, he takes a loss in the Orange Bowl to FSU, a loss in the Outback Bowl to South Carolina, a loss in the Peach Bowl to Florida, a loss to Bama in the Citrus Bowl, loss to Georgia in the Orange Bowl, a loss to TCU in the Fiesta Bowl. I mean, really, the big games he's won is the past two years against Ohio State. Once again, we don't care about that. Like, if I'm not a Michigan fan or Ohio State fan, I don't give a damn about the game. I w I'm worried about if my team's winning a national championship. So, and that's what I would bring Harbaugh in for. So, not to say he's not a more, uh, like I said, with Dabo and some of these guys, he's he's a better historic coach. That doesn't mean I want him over Coach Heupel. No way. Um, a couple more to finish up here. I love I love James Franklin. Why do I love James Franklin? Because I saw what he did at Vanderbilt. It was up close and personal to me. I never really thought that I would see Vanderbilt be any good in my life. I never thought I would sit in Neyland Stadium and watch Vandy beat us. And James Franklin did that. He had two nine-win years. Um, he's been at, at Penn State. I think Penn State's a good spot for him. Um, but he's one and eight uh, against Ohio State since he's been there. He's three and six against Michigan. Um now, he has, like I said, he's got four 11-win seasons. That, that's impressive. But if you're 3-6 and six against Michigan and 1-8 and eight against Ohio State, my favorite team is Tennessee. If, if you come to Tennessee, I, I don't need you to be 1-8 and eight against a Georgia or Florida or a Alabama. Coach Heupel's been here two years. He's 1-1 one one against Nick Saban. He's 1-1 one one against Florida. He's 0-2 um, he's against Georgia. And uh, and we know how good Georgia's been. Um, James Franklin's a, a damn good coach. And like I said, I like him a lot. I don't think he's turned around Tennessee in two years like Coach Heupel has. I don't, I don't think that at all. I think he could have brought Tennessee back to be really good. It might have taken him some longer times. I don't know if he would have ever potentially got us in a national championship. I feel very confident now that with the playoff – 
expanding that Coach Heupel is going to have us in and out of that year, in and out of that thing year in and year out. Um, let's go to Brian Kelly, a guy that I don't like, but I'll admit that he's a damn good coach. Um, I, I, I think what I was most impressed about when I went back and looked at it was Grand Valley State. I didn't even know he coached Grand Valley State. Dude was 118 and 35 there. That's very, very impressive. Then you go to Central Michigan and he takes them from four and seven to six and five to nine and four. You upgrade. You go to Cincy, you go 10 and three, 11 and three, 12 and 0. Guy wins everywhere he goes. Then he goes to Notre Dame. 92 and 40, um, was in and out of the playoffs, but got blasted, in and out of some big bowl games, got blasted. And I truly believe that he left Notre Dame because he knew he couldn't win the big one there because of, and don't think, uh, don't, don't, don't think this is, this is wrong. They can recruit because they're Notre Dame, but they also have a really hard time recruiting because of their location and because of the academic standards. And I've talked with someone who's worked in the football department there uh, and still knows people there. And he will tell you the same thing, that it is difficult. It is As good as their recruiting classes are, it is still very difficult to maybe get some of these elite athletes that you need from a Louisiana, an Alabama, a Georgia, a Texas, a California to move all the way across the country or to come up north, play in cold-ass weather, old-ass tradition, and – know that you're probably going to get blasted in a big bowl game because everyone else around you might not be there. Um, and then academically, it's it's still really tough. Um, he goes to LSU, and I love the fact that Tennessee beat their ass this year, and I love that, ten- that Coach Heupel's 1-0 at Tennessee against Brian Kelly because I think he's going to be damn good while he's there. I, I think if Les Miles and Coach Orgeron can win there, LSU will win a national championship with Brian Kelly. How, if he's there – four, five, six years, I will be very surprised if they don't. Um, That doesn't mean that I want that guy coaching my program. That doesn't mean that I think that he would have turned around Tennessee that quickly. Um, And he, he had already paved his way. He, he didn't need to come to Tennessee and try to do a rebuild. He, he, he's earned an LSU job, but saying that even if he had taken it, I think he would have gotten Tennessee back. I don't think this quick. Um, and I don't want that guy leading my program. Uh, lastly, Matt Rule. I love Matt Rule. Um, I think what he did at Temple and Baylor is maybe second to none. Um, I would like Matt Rule to have coached at the University of Tennessee before I fell in love with Coach Heupel and what he's doing at our program. You go to Temple, you're you're two and ten, then you're six and six, then you're ten and four and ten and three. That is unbelievable. Then he goes to Baylor, and we had all that mess with um, all their sanctions and with Bryles being there, and he, it's 1-11, 7-6, 11-3. The guy can rebuild a program, and I firmly, firmly believe that he would have rebuilt Tennessee. Once again, my argument with a couple of these other individuals is I don't think it would have been fa- as fast as Coach Heupel has done. And the fact that Coach Heupel is as good as he is on the offensive side of the ball is going to continue to keep Tennessee relevant and in games and has the ability to win championships when that defense continues to rise. And I don't see that same offensive prowess with Matt Rule. Like I said, he can he can turn a program around. And I could have seen him if he came to Tennessee – and, and just like just like Matt Rule or Brian Kelly or James Franklin, I think they could have gotten us up there. I think Brian Kelly would have probably been the only one that could have probably gotten us back in a national championship talk, but James Franklin and Matt Rule could have gotten us 
back on a good level, eight, nine wins a year, maybe 10 every couple now and then. I don't think it's as quick as Coach Heupel, and I don't think it's as sustainable as Coach Heupel because I trust him and his offense and how he evolves and how he can coach quarterbacks, which is the most important position in all of football. And we have a guy that we know is going to get the most out of his talent, whether it's a three-star transfer from from Virginia Tech, Hendon Hooker, that should have been a Heisman finalist and put up amazing numbers, or whether it's a guy that's talented beyond belief in a Nico. And I always think he's going to get the most out of them. And with his offense, with his culture building, with his team building, I think Tennessee is in one of the best spots that we've been in in 20 something years. And that's why I would not take anyone else at Tennessee besides, in my opinion, the goat of Nick Saban, because I don't think it would have been a fit. I don't think um, it would have happened as fast. I don't trust these other individuals uh, to do it the right way. I don't trust that their investment, that their investment into the university of Tennessee would have been the same. That's my argument. Now, once again, you could be a favorite for your, your team could be South Carolina. Your team could be, uh, LSU, your team could be Utah, your team could be Cincinnati, and you would have other reasons why other coaches would be there. Coach Heupel's offenses thir- at Missouri, they were 13th, first in the SEC, 8th in nation, first in the SEC, UCF, 5th in the nation, 2nd in the nation, 2nd in the nation. UT, he went from ninth, he went ninth in the nation to number one last year. Now, I'm not saying it's all about offense. Uh, but in this, the the trajectory of college football now and where it's going, we got we got the best one, and I'm gonna keep and I would love to keep him there. That's why I would pick pick him over the rest of the individuals. Y'all be good. Thanks for listening.